Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers, and welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. You know, here in the U.S., you know, we love our cats. I mean, they're like our, you know, they're our babies, our fur babies. And, you know, TNR is very important to us. And we have such a wonderful view of, you know, how we respect cats for the most part. You know, where cats being euthanized has gone way down over the years and so forth. But it's really interesting when you step back and take a look at how another country views cats because it's not the same. Feline views are not the same all over the world. We're going to talk to our guest today, who's um, done some remarkable things. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Julie Kelly. She is a cat rescuer by day and a businesswoman by night. She owns a construction company in New York and also runs a nonprofit called Let's Be Smart, And I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Michelle. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay, so I didn't go into, but Let's Me Smart actually stands for something, the smart part, right? Yes, successfully managing animal rights today. I love that. You know, for my introduction, people are probably thinking, okay, so it's like you're superwoman, you're cat rescuing, and then you're a businesswoman, (laughs) you know. Right. Isn't that how one of the superheroes goes, you know, this by day, this by night. And so you have this successful business in New York and you decided to go to Greece and rescue cats. Yes. How in the world did that happen? Because that's that's a huge change. Yeah, well, it started with business and I had some business with Greeks in New York. And, you know, once you're in with the Greeks, it's like my big fat Greek wedding. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, so you, you have to go to Greece. So I started going back in 1998. I think my first place I went was the island of Rhodes. And 
I felt very comfortable because I started learning the language because I was business partners with the Greek. They were always speaking Greek in the office in New York. So I, I said, I'm going to learn Greek. So I know what you're saying. <laughs> so I took some classes at NYU, modern Greek. And, and then I, I just felt very comfortable and I was coming every year. And then I would come several times a year. And every time I would come, of course, I would see all the stray animals and a lot of them, you know, unfortunately very sick on the streets. And I just said in my head, one day I'm going to move to Greece and save the animals. And I kind of was on the airplane one time coming from Greece back to New York. And I said, you know, after seeing the mentality over here, which is a little bit different, which their strays are kind of a nuisance or they're not really able to take care. It's also economic issues or they just don't care. You know, there are many that care. I don't want to say that, but I said, I need to educate. Like I want to give some education. I want to tell them how great the animals are and how they can, you know, be of help to them, especially medically, you know, as therapy and just positive energy and all that. So I said, I need to come up with a name, that, not that, you know, that we can be smart, we can stay smart, get smart, be smart, whatever it is. So then I was on the airplane trying to figure out what SMART would stand for. So then I came up with successfully managing animal rights today. And I actually started, I created like a brochure because I was, I actually studied natural medicine just as a hobby because I like natural kind of natural things and exercise. So I um, started speaking and putting together a, a, a brochure at the Greek American University here because I was taking some classes too, just for the heck of it, some business classes to see what international was about. And they loved it. And then they would ask me to come back and talk to the students. And it was really surprising that I put together like a whole PowerPoint presentation and I put about all the benefits for the animals and even about animals at retirement homes and how nice it is for the older people and for depression and loneliness. And it was amazing that they all had no idea. And these are 20-year-old students. So obviously, this is all in Greece at the Greek American University in Greece. Yeah, it's called the Hellenic American University. Okay. And so I just got kind of got inspired by that. And that's more what I was planning to do. But then, you know how it goes, <laughs> the yeah. pregnant cat in the neighborhood, and I see dead kittens all the time. And I, I said, I can't let you have your kittens anymore outside. And so I rented an apartment. It was the cat Tori, let her have her babies at the vet's office. And when they were old enough that I, they came to this apartment and the shelter kind of started like that was back in 2011. So then, okay, one by one by one by one. And <laughs> there was a lot of cats in there. And I ended up needing a larger space, which is now the shelter we're at, the main, main shelter out by the Athens airport, which is a huge villa. Uh, it's about 3,000 square feet, three levels. And um, now we have over there, we have over 50 some cats. And I wanted something that would be very professional. So we have two managers, Ellie and Amber, that work. Amber lives there full-time. Ellie comes there on a full-time basis. Just setting it up also as a, an open environment so that the cats feel like they're at home. And we do have bedrooms because that's we house volunteers, which I can tell you all about that later. But yes. and then we have another foster home, which is near where I live, which I live in a different area of 
a different part of Athens, more by the sea. And that grew now. And now we have like 20 something cats there, but a lot of them are special needs or temporary. So we have about 80 cats altogether at a given time. And we have medical books, we have you know, it's just, it's just run very professionally schedules. Like I say, volunteers coming from all over the world. We have a vet internship program now for our second year. We have our first U.S. student is with us right now, actually. She's staying at the shelter, Ashley from Minnesota. So we're excited and she's happy. <laughs> and I just tried to create a whole program because I knew that it's not just feeding a stray cat on the street because that's not going to help. You know, they're still right. going to be sick, get killed, not have the right care, you know, Yes, you can sterilize them, which I agree with that as well. And especially for cats that don't really want to live indoors because there are feral cats that don't want to live indoors. Unless, again, you teach the people to like the animals, they can put poison here and things. It's illegal, but that doesn't matter. They poison animals and, you know, they reckless a little bit the way they drive. So if they see a cat with a clipped ear, they don't really know. So the whole important thing is education. <laughs> so I'm trying okay. to make a global view of let's be smart. It's not just one thing. It's many things put together, you know, in order to have the community be more involved and, like I say, be more educated, target the children for education, and then take care properly of the cats around our area. And then the girls at the shelter have strays that they also help manage and sterilize. So, And we started several programs. Like We created, I don't know if you've seen, but we created our own video series for animated video series for children. And I created the smart family. <laughs> so everything they do is smart <laughs> when they adopt a cat. And then we teach people how to take care of their pets in these videos. We have six right now in our series and we're writing a special number seven one for the guests that you mentioned before, <laughs> which I can tell that. you. Yeah. Really, what you've done is amazing. I just, I just want to go back to the beginning and ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there is such a difference, you know, here in the U.S. and catitude is heard globally, but mostly North America and in North America, you know, U.S., Canada, even like I know UK, I don't know, France, you know, not all of Europe, but there's a, a viewpoint. There are fur babies, but then Greece, like you said, that, you know, their cats are thought of as almost like rodents. And yeah. I mean, you're working like just so diligently. And like you said, very smart, very, very smart to make the change. Why do you think that is? I mean, I think it comes from an older culture where it was very agricultural as well. So I think they're used to the animals being outdoors. I mean, there are a lot of people that love the animals now. It's getting better and better, I have to say. And there's many great women and other organizations start trying. I don't think anyone really has a, a shelter like ours, but there are, are many. And I collaborate. I like to collaborate. So I, I try to share whenever I can help someone else. And then we share for different resources, such as maybe flights for adoption, things like that. But overall, yeah, there's still a lot of education to be learned. And it starts with the children because I think a lot of the parents still have a little bit the old school mentality and they don't like the hair in the house. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> and they say the hair, but actually in one of our brochures that we give out, because we've tried to encourage smart 
yards and put like those cute outdoor wood homes if they're going to at least have animals at the condos because there's a lot of condo buildings here. You know, there's not so many suburban homes like we have in America. It's a lot of condo buildings. So, and then in our brochure, we try to say, why are the cats good for the building? They can help keep the rodent population down. They can help for the cockroaches, you know, things like that. And okay, you can keep a smart yard. You can keep it clean because that's the other problem. We do have people that want to try to feed the cats, but they don't realize that throwing their half-eaten food on the sidewalk is the, is the right thing. I give them credit for trying, but then the problem is people complain and they're like, it's disgusting or, you know, they think right. ants and bugs. And so they're kind of, a lot of, of them are halfway there. And I feel that more and more with like with one mayor, he let us put 20 smart houses all over this one town. And now they're organized and people can put food and water in a an organized cat station, feeding station, because they just don't really have so many. There's some here and there, but not really so organized. And people throw them away. They destroy them. They throw garbage on them. So unfortunately, it, it doesn't, you know, not in ours, but in other places that have tried. But we're trying to show the community that, hey, we can all live together and we can be clean and neat and the cats can eat, you can eat, <laughs> you know, then we can see if they're sick we can take care of them. We can, you know, that's the other thing too, is economically, okay, some people just can't. The retired people here don't hardly get any money. So that's probably a problem where the ladies want to feed. They can only afford to feed and that's about it. Well, let me ask you this. What is TNR Rescue like there for you guys? I mean, I'm sure it's a whole different kind of thing than it is in the U.S., um, they are doing it. There are some people that are more active. In fact, again, when we talk about the other person, we're going to be honoring one female and male TNR king and queen here in Greece. One of them is actually a police officer. And so he is saving the people by day and trapping cats by night. His name is Alexis. Yeah, he's really nice. And then there's a, a lady named Maria, which we're also going to be doing an event with her when, when everybody comes. And she's pretty active, but there's, a you know, some people in Northern Greece, there's a girl and, you know, there's a few that are known and they're trying, but again, nobody has funds here. That's the other problem. The government doesn't really even help. Nobody gets help. So everybody's trying to do what they can on limited resources. This is the other big, big problem. So they know about it. It's starting to get more popular. There's also a couple organizations, like there's one called Nine Lives. Um, she doesn't have a shelter, but she's also British. So she knows more about that. And they do a lot of TNR in downtown Athens, where we do it in my area and out where my shelter is, which are completely different areas from downtown Athens. So it's getting there and they're starting to realize. And the more you educate the public, like in one of my video series, we talk about how one cat can end up, you know, there could be 2000 cats <laughs> from one right, pregnant right. mom. So once you show them these charts and they get a perspective, nobody's taught them this before. Nobody has really explained this to them. So it, it's just, they need more awareness, I think, about giving the animals a little bit more importance. Right. Like I say, there are people with pets. There are people walking a lot of dogs. Even in my area, I see a lot more dogs than I've lived here 16 years. So definitely there's an improvement, but it still needs more education and yeah, the younger kids. <laughs>
Exactly. It also sounds like what you're describing, and when you you know mentioned that the you know the government's entirely different, of course, and limited resources for so many folks, is being a pet parent kind of like a, a bit of a luxury in Greece. Maybe. I mean, it depends if they want. Some of the people want only breeds, so yes. Like sometimes they feel that the stray is dirty, uh-huh. and then they want to get the breed. But I think again, little by little, that's changing. And I, I saw a couple of our stores, the pet stores, stop selling puppies and cats from their stores. So I don't know if that's a law. I know in some of the European countries they've changed that so that you have to go to like a shelter or a, a registered breeder. Yes, I know that some of the states have done it. California, I know, and I think mm. New York. Not all, but right. So I think, you know, so some do want that, but I, like I say, I think little by little, and I think it's interesting because I think when they see what we've done with the cats and how we've nursed them, because some, you can't even imagine the the way they looked before were half dead. And then, you know, we turn them into these perfect, beautiful kittens or cats. I think they feel when they get them from our organization, they've had the proper care that they wouldn't have known what to do. You know what I mean? Like, yes, exactly. And they wouldn't have probably taken it to the vet because they don't have the money to pay the vet bills. And that's the other problem. So they leave them, they can tend to leave them more on the street sick right. because they can't afford to take them. And no government really helps very much. There's no like humane society that has lower costs in Greece, nothing like that. Not really. I mean, there are some vets that will help and like say they'll give us a special price and they'll give some other organizations a special price. Or, you know, maybe if you were friendly with them, they'll give you something, but there's not really anything organized like that. They don't really have a lot of shelters either from the city, which is probably better because I don't think it would be in the best condition so yeah so a lot of people are on their own a lot of people are trying you know with dogs or cats and it it can be very difficult we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about some exciting things that you have up and coming with smart so i'll be right back max a nine-year-old rescue cat was struggling to get up the stairs I tried Antinol, which is a natural, super potent pet joint and well-being supplement that has enhanced the lives of over 2 million pets worldwide. You know, in just 30 days, Max Recovery has let him race up the stairs. Start Antinol daily and see your dog or cat's mobility comfort improve in just 30 days. Guaranteed. If you want to be proactive about your pet's health and wellness, Antinol is an effective way to help prevent mobility discomfort. And check this offer out. You're not going to believe it. It's fabulous. Free shipping on your first order and a free bonus pack for the first 15 days to give optimal results and a 100% money back guarantee. Start your pet's mobility makeover at Antinol.com. Keep happiness in motion. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Julie Kelly, the founder of Smart. I am so excited because now Smart, from looking at your website, I know you have various fundraising events and um, we talked about one earlier in the show, but you have one coming up in May called Wrap to Trap. 
And you have who, if I could do a drum roll, you know, like, a, I don't know, maybe Mark Bowden, right? Not musical. Anyway, the Trap King, Sterling Davis, who is a big proponent of TNR, is going to come to Greece to do this event. So can you tell us about this event and then overall, just an overall snapshot of your events that you have? Yeah, so we're super excited. We saw him in some, probably some YouTube videos or something like the beginning of 2021. And and we said, let's contact him. I'm sorry, the Cat Rescuers on Amazon. Was he in that one? Not the Cat Rescuers, but interestingly, I know the producer of that <laughs> that documentary. <laughs> yeah, he's really nice. Uh, Sassy is in that one. Right, Sassy has been on the show. I, I met Sassy. Her. I met her in New York. You should have her over there to Greece too. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can get back to the Trap King quickly, but actually Rob, the producer of Cat Rescuers, was going to come to Greece and we had it all scheduled in April of 2020. We had his ticket and he was going to also, we were going to show it at a different uh, university called Dari, but um, he was going to come and we were going to show the cat documentary here and he was going to stay for a couple of days and then it all got canceled because of COVID because it was April 2020. And I met him in New York when he had his rollout of of the documentary and I just started talking to him and we became friendly. So he knows that the Trap King is coming to in May as well. And I met Sassy because she was there. So it's a small world because Sassy knows Trap King and he has her in one of his songs. Oh my <laughs> so, God, that's great. It's so funny. Yeah, the world is just so small. Yes. And um, he's worked with Nathan. Oh, I can't think of his name. The Trap King and Nathan, the cat dude or something. Have you met him? I haven't met him. I've I've met Sterling because I met him in October of this past year. He just happened to be near where my mom lives in North Carolina. So I was able to meet him and we met in person and got along really well. He's amazing. So so he's coming in May. He's, he arrives on May 10th and he's going to stay at our cat rescue and staying for 10 days. And we have a whole schedule planned. The majority is in Athens, but in different parts of Athens and different events. But we are going to do a lot of different days of trappings in all different areas. So he's going to get to meet the different people that work in those areas. We're going to do some events with children so he can talk to the children. And then we do a lot of arts and crafts, which also kind of corresponds with our um, video series that we can now show in all the Greek schools because we have that approved from the Ministry of Education. That's kind of the superhero comes in and superhero. We try to make the kids superheroes. So as I was saying with the Trap King, we're creating our video number seven, which is going to specifically be about TNR. And we've created a Trap King figure that's going to be the superhero for that for that particular video. And we're going to have it ready. So when he comes, we can show that. I haven't met him in person. I, I hope to one day, but he's so relatable from what I've seen on his Instagram and everything. He's so positive and he's, you know, himself made so many changes and he's done so, yeah. so much for TNR. So he's such a, a great person to represent all of this. No, he's amazing. He's well-spoken. Yes. He's clear about his mission. He knows exactly what he's doing, what he wants to do. He truly loves the animals. I've met his own cats, <laughs> so he loves them. And uh, that's just somebody that's real, you know, it's, it's very difficult these days and you can find someone pure. And when they're pure, it's, you just get chills when you meet nice, 
people. So yes, yes, yes. we're really excited with him. He's going to get to go on a special trip to meet some monk seals that are endangered. And there's only like 600 in the world or something. And we're going to go take him and Mary is coming, his publicity manager. And uh, we're going to take him on a trip for there. We're going to take him in downtown Athens. You can see the Acropolis and work with some of the girls that feed the strays around the Acropolis and also nine lives uh, that they take care of a lot of the animals around the Acropolis. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting. We have a a tough schedule. It's actually on the website, raptatrap.com. We have an event page and we're updating it with more details. And I'm hoping that it also, I think the important thing, because in Greece, there are good, there's good and bad. And I think every country has a percentage of something good at a certain rate and let's say bad at a certain rate. And everyone has problems. And I think that's very important for him to share problems in America too. Because sometimes I think oh, yeah. the difference I see is that there's more animals on the streets here. But in America, we have more shelters that they're stuck in cages and then they get euthanized and all if they're not adopted in a certain time. And I know they're trying more to get rid of all those kill shelters, but we still have a big problem about that. So sometimes I'm not sure what's worse, you know, seeing a cat sick on the street or someone bringing in their cat because they moved thinking it's going to go to a home and it gets euthanized. Like it's all a problem. Or dumping <laughs> their cat. My first cat. Dumping their cat. Yeah. On the street. Yeah, exactly. And he and we knew he was, he knew the sound of the refrigerator. So he knew what Aww. being in a home was. So Aww. there's by no means do I think here in North America we're perfect, but you're right. We have a lot of advantages when it comes to, we have so many shelters. We have a lot of, you know, people that are, take it upon themselves, do TNR and are fortunate mm-hmm. to be able to do that or, or mix it in with their day job. You know, like you said, there's just challenges both ways, you know, and it's, right. it's just exactly. nice, I think, for people, you know, our listeners to get a perspective of what happens in other countries. Exactly. You know, here and, you know, you think about one thing in the U.S. because that's what you're used to, but that's not, you know, cultural differences are everywhere, including with our animals. Okay. You have a lot of great information on your website. So can you share your website so that people have a chance to go to your website and, you know, see what you have going and they can donate or, you know, educate themselves, educate their children Yeah. So um, the website is letsbesmart.org and that's the main US site. And then you can click on the Greek campaign, which takes uh, you to the Greece site, which is letsbesmart-greece.org. And on the Greece site, you can see a lot of our missions with our the education, more of the educational programs and the all the shelter cats and their stories. And you know, something interesting we do here, which it's it's very interesting that the people love it, is every month we try to honor a business over here that is somehow animal friendly. If we find out maybe they've they're feeding some strays or they help us with, let's say, the print shop that loves printing all our t-shirts and they're really nice guys and they give us a good price because they know what we're doing. And every month we we issue a smart award and then we put it on their window of their business and give them like some gifts and and they're really excited to get these awards. And I think it's really great for the community, you know, because then it, I think because what I'm trying to do here is get communities more involved where they're not just going, oh, the government has to pay for that. You know what I mean? That's kind of more here. That's very clever, Julie. And it's such a great idea. 
Yeah, and they like it. As in fact, we gave one to one business. I think it was a photo shop. Yeah, it was a photo a photo store because we had to get some photos for something there. And they had a couple cats kind of in there inside the store. So then when we gave them the award, the pharmacy people next door said, "Oh, we take care of some strays too." <laughs> they so like they wanted an award too. So it was really cute because then we, you know, then we gave them an award and we, you know, and then we promote them on our website, you know, so social media and every month we do a new business. So it just, like I say, brings the community more involved. And I think when they see there's more help, it just makes it easier. They don't mind pitching in more. A lot of people have no idea what to do. They see a sick cat. They have no idea who to call. There's municipality, maybe will answer, maybe won't. We're trying to work closer with both municipalities of where I live, where the foster home is and the other is. And we're in touch with both mayors. They're really, really nice, but they have so much bureaucracy. It's not just them. It's like who's in in their board, you know? So we're hoping actually the mayor will roll out our cat welfare program, which we actually wrote for the mayor. I wrote it as a consultant. I didn't want to do it through Let's Be Smart. So it wouldn't compete with any other, you know, organizations that might be in the area. So I did it as my own self and they loved it. And they basically are starting a cat welfare program and giving 50,000 euros for the year here in, in my area. So we implemented that. Now it's getting it going. That's the next step. Yes. But you've done wonders. It's amazing. I mean, just amazing. I, I'm going to definitely, I can't wait to see the, the information that's posted with um, Sterling Davis. That's going to be exciting. What people have to realize in, is that he, like I said before, here in Greece, there's very, very limited resources. I work, that's why I work all the time. And in order to be able to do this over here, where in America, I think you get a little bit more help, but that's not really understood over here. So because we're also trying to bridge kind of a lot of US with the vet internship program and volunteers coming over, it will help us, I think, get us more exposure because they don't realize because we're not in the US. But you know what I'm saying? That we're trying to think globally, but act locally here. So I'm acting locally over here, but you know, the resources can be limited over here. So we're hopefully going to get more exposure through our programs. And I think that's the biggest challenge. It's a challenge for everybody over here. I think for a lot of the foreign countries, it's, it's more difficult. Whereas the UK and America, people are more used to being philanthropic and donating. It's a different mindset a little bit over here. So I think those are those are some of the challenges. I do have a cool story I could share with one special cat. I'd love to hear it. I just because it involved me personally and it's just interesting. I was going to read something, but anyway, so what happened is I always go to the Tavernas to get my Greek food <laughs> and I bring it home to eat because I'm always working. So I just picked up my food and I'm sitting at the traffic light and I noticed next to the curb, a cat and I thought it was dead. So in my mind, I was like, oh, another dead cat, you know? And then all of a sudden, because I'm still waiting, I thought I saw the eyes move, you know? So I'm like, am I imagining that? So I get out of the car and 
she was alive. She just couldn't move. So she hissed at me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're alive. So I rushed her to the vet. Of course, my food was cold then. That didn't matter. Took her to the vet and she was completely paralyzed. Like, I don't know if she got like a severe whiplash. It fortunately after an MRI, you know, later on, she didn't have any broken bones or spine, but we kept her at the vet. Of course, they gave her cortisone right away, whatever, to take down any swelling. And I got her Reiki acupuncture and she was getting rehabilitated. And little by little, she started to get a little strength in her front paws. You know, I could push against them and she would push a little bit back. And again, little by little by little, she could start to get up. She would fall over. She would walk in circles. But after probably eight months of rehab, we brought her to our foster home. She could walk perfectly. She did have some polyps. So we operated those out of her ears. And um, she basically recovered 99%. She has a little bit of a wide spread of her front paws. But anyway, I called her Missy because she was almost missed on the road. And now she's been adopted. She's been living in the UK for probably, I would say a year. So we have a community group, Let's Be Smart community group on Facebook for our adopters and our volunteers so that they can follow cats maybe they slept with or hung out with, and then our adopters can share photos and we can all see how, how our cats are doing. So anyway, just the other day, a couple of days ago, the girl Carrie, who was adopted, Missy, had an older cat and that older cat just passed away, Muffin. But she wrote, this is what she wrote, she said, I've always known that Missy is a very special cat, but over the last 48 hours, I've truly seen just how incredible she really is. Yesterday was a tough day. My eldest kitty, Muffin, crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. The 24 hours leading up to this, Missy did not leave Muffin's side. He was even sick on her, and she still stayed snuggled up to him, knowing that he needed her. I've been broken since he passed, and Missy has not left me for a moment. She has been licking the tears from my face and cuddling me constantly. And she said, Missy, I don't know what I would do with you. You're honestly a cat in a million. So it's like magical. Like she just sensed everything. And it's for me to like, just know that this cat is like so happy in an amazing home and that she just did that is like, just gives you that whole, you know, positive. Yeah. You just, it's like it was meant to be and just you noticing and being there at the right time, the right place. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just, wow. It's really amazing. We did make a video for her too, before she was adopted. So you can actually go to our website and under our adoption page, we have success stories and on her page, you can watch a little video and see how she looked. And it gives a lot of the photos when she couldn't move except for her head. (laughs) That was the only thing she could move. But they're so, it's just amazing, like how incredible they are and how they just don't complain and they just keep trying and trying and trying, you know? Yes. When you let them in, when you let the cats in or, you know, the dogs in for catitude. So cats, let them in. Animals, they give you so much that just can't even be described something spiritual it's something spiritual spiritual. they're like little angels I feel like they're little angels and they can stay with you I had a cat come into my dream and warn me about my other cat I can't even it's just I've had incredible stories about (laughs) or I I think of a cat that I haven't seen all of a sudden the next day I see it walking on the street I'm like that's so weird I was just thinking about that cat (laughs) it's just 
and I've, you know, I've had cats my whole life. So I've had, you know, I'm on like my third round of cats, you know? <laughs> so I grew up with cats. My family had cats and I love them so much. Let me ask this. Did you ever think while you were even, okay, let's say past growing up, but when you were studying in Greece, whatever, that you would be over there in Greece and have with this amazing organization that is doing so much for cats in Greece. Did you ever think that would ever come to fruition? You mean when I first wanted to come to Greece or when before I knew about Greece? Maybe, you know, while you had, you said you had cats all your life and loved them. Did you ever think you'd be in another country doing these amazing things? I have to say, I can tell you, well, not necessarily Greece, because I wouldn't have known too much about Greece. But when I was younger, probably 18 or 19, and I first started a job at the accounting firm, which ended up becoming mine. But anyway, that I, what it was in my mind, I wanted to win the lottery so I could have an, uh, something for the animals. So that was my very youthful. It's funny because I say today, I kind of won the lottery in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't physically win the New York lottery, even though I play, <laughs> but I feel like I won the lottery of life in order to be able to have a business that I'm able to thrive and work very, very hard and be able to dedicate most of my resources to these cats because they're just, they're just so amazing. And the whole education thing, I feel like I want to leave something, you know, not just feeding and rescuing the cats. I, the, I have the whole educational programs and getting people involved and all these things that go together, you know, with the municipalities and yeah, doing all of that. It is like the lottery. <laughs> Like I've won the lottery of life. So I think you're right. And, you know, I think everyone should go over to your site and just see some of the pictures and things that you've done. It's letsbesmart.org. Yes. And they can come volunteer. We have a lot of American volunteers. Like I say, if, if anyone is a veterinary student, we have a special program where we've sent our program to all the universities in America. We have students coming from Auburn, University of Minnesota, Virginia Tech, Tus Tuskegee, I can't ever say that name. One coming from Tufts. I think actually after Sterling did a speech there, a vet intern wrote to us and I believe she's scheduled to come already. So a lot of people vacation in Greece. So if you want to come, you can stay for a few days and then do other things, you know, and you can stay at our cat rescue. It's a, we have full amenities, you know, bedrooms. And, you know, if you volunteer, we give breakfast and lunch and there's some local things, uh, sites you can see. We're near the Temple of Poseidon and near Sunya. We're not too far. We're close to the airport. We can get you to a metro to go to Athens. That takes about an hour or so more, but you know, so I think it's kind of cool that you can combine a trip and do something philanthropic as well and come and help a little bit for the strays while you're here, you know. You know, actually, one of my goals, and it's for next year for our big birthday, is to go to Greece. So cool. if, that happens, if that happens, I will definitely contact you and say, <clears throat> and try to schedule some time so I could spend at least a day. My partner, we can never go for too long because our animals, so it gets him upset. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> at least a day just absorbing everything and, you know, have a lot to uh, share in another episode. For sure. 
I want to thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all of this wonderful information in your story. You are an amazing woman and what you've done is incredible. I mean, it's mind boggling because there's so much involved, so many roadblocks and it sounds like you've just blasted over most of them. So, <laughs> you know, huge congratulations for everything you've done. And I know you're not stopped. I mean, this is just part of where you're headed. You know, the path is still going. So I wish you amazing luck and any luck we might meet in 2023 yeah thank you i want to say a huge huge thanks to julie kelly for coming on catitude and best of luck to sterling davis with his trip to greece i can't wait to see that that's going to be in may check out the letsbesmart.org website there's a lot of wonderful information there i'd like to thank my producer mark winter for making me and my guests sound amazing and thanks to my cat crew that's taught me more about cats than anything else and that is dennis sammy jethro molly and charlotte And remember always to, hey, lose the attitude and have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.